I'm trying to find a number for um, the the golf pro, Dan Whedon. Welcome back to Chasing Unleashed, the show where we dive headfirst into the world of entrepreneurship, business, and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Dan Whedon, and I've got a treat for you today. You may remember that last week we were in Iceland in the Blue Lagoon. Well, we're staying in Iceland for at least one more week. This time, we are headed to the Continental Divide, where Barb and I stood on two different continents almost at the very same time. There's a rift there, just like we can have rifts in relationships, both personal and professional. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to deal with relationships so that we can make them the very best possible as we're walking the back nine of life. I hope you enjoy it and keep chasing Unleashed. It didn't seem like much. The width between banks was like a small river requiring a bridge to cross. It was maybe 50 yards wide. Yet, in its simplicity, it was spectacular. Barb and I were in Iceland on the back end of our combination vacation and business trip. We were standing between the tectonic plates of the Continental Divide, which separate the Eurasian and North American Continental Plates. (laughs) Essentially, We are literally standing on and in between Europe and North America. One of the fascinating facts is that these plates are separating further apart at the rate of two centimeters a year. While this incremental change doesn't on the surface seem to be much, consider that in 20 years, this gulf will be a foot and a half wider. The course is all natural. It's how the tectonic plates in the earth shift. We feel the consequence of it as earthquakes. It's the natural progression of the planet we inhabit. While this bit of science is fascinating, the same rift isn't when it comes to the relationships we forge while walking around the very same planet. Relationships are delicate. There's a fine balance needed for the various types we have, including personal, professional, and associations. In a world that can be as volatile as tectonic plates separating, the relationships we foster are tremendously important for not only personal and professional success, but also for our own happiness and satisfaction. My belief is that relationships show up in three ways. Acquaintance, personal, and familial. Let's dive into each. Acquaintances are those people that you meet in life along the way of your journey, but that likely won't be impactful due to distance or circumstances. Consider people you meet at conferences and networking events that while you might get connected on LinkedIn, you probably wouldn't recognize them if you passed them on the street. You might meet someone at a party and then be reintroduced again occasionally. If you don't have them on your mobile phone contact list, then they likely fall into the acquaintance realm. It's collegial, but distant for no other reason than circumstances. Occasionally, some acquaintances will cross that bridge over to personal. Now, 
personal relationships are those that are meaningful to you, that have been developed through shared associations and friendships. To add to it, you want to continue the relationships. There will be some that staying the same is just fine, while others you want to advance to a deeper and more purposeful way. To be clear, in my definition, personal and professional are combined. I subscribe to the notion that we don't have a business life and a personal life, we have a life. And the most important professional relationships we forge are personal. Familial relationships come from your family, both by accident and by choice. In my opinion, there are four key disciplines required to develop and strengthen the relationships that you care most about. While they work in each category listed above, the levels of patience, empathy, and tolerance required increases with the crossing of each bridge. The first discipline is to listen with the intent to understand, not respond. I'm going to repeat that. Listen with the intent to understand, not to respond. We are constantly reminded that listening is critical to relationships. This is almost inarguable. The problem is that we are all capable of listening, but too many of us, and that includes me, can get caught up in the mistake of intending to respond to the other person. My idea is that we become lax in listening by wanting to either agree, disagree, change, solve, or argue. In my world, the consulting world, it's easy to default right to solving before we listen. In all human situations, that's backwards. We become better advisors, friends, and coworkers and employers when the discipline of listening shifts from responding and telling, or in some cases attacking, to understanding and asking questions. Second, we need to understand that relationships aren't a competition. Those of us who are competitive by nature can be challenged by this. Relationships aren't a zero-sum game. They don't demand winners and losers. The best relationships only have winners. When the intent to understand is truly met, then empathy and caring are the results. Then relationships have a chance to develop positively. We don't have to agree on topics or ideas. But when we remove competition from the equation, we can better respect. Third, if you don't think you should say something... <laughs> You're probably right, so don't. Emotions are an element of being human. They are a good and powerful piece of our personalities that can get in our way when we lose how to maintain the proper level of them. If you're like me, you've blurted out words that you wish you had back. Unlike my iPhone, we can't unsend that text with a quick push of a button. Those mistakes of youthful immaturity must be vanquished as we gain wisdom. In my case, those hurtful and almost always competitive words are considered in my brain before reaching my tongue. They are born of emotions like anger and hurt, but mostly from wanting desperately to be right. In any category of relationship, they can be destructive. The fourth and final one, apologize when it's your fault. The simple words, I'm sorry, without further explanation can carry monumental weight. The more acerbic, I'm sorry, that means anything but an apology obviously doesn't count. Neither is the apology with the list of reasons validating the action or behavior. No, 
It's the real and genuine I'm sorry that matters. While this discipline is saved for last, it's not the least important. Truth be told, it's the bridge that will cross almost any relationship divide. If you don't make the consistent effort to grow the most important relationships in your life, then like the continental divide in Iceland, the separation will continue until there is no ability to cross. But if you continually foster your relationships at all levels, then there will always be a bridge to overcome differences and develop long-lasting, authentic friendships. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I have. I want to extend my heartfelt thanks for tuning in and being a part of our incredible community. If you're finding inspiration in these conversations and want to continue the journey to Chasing Unleashed in your business and life, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm just a message away, and I'm here to help you protect your business assets, elevate your leadership game, and embrace entrepreneurship like a pro. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and be sure to share the podcast with your fellow risk takers and dream chasers. Together, we're going to make waves in the world of business and beyond. Remember, your potential is limitless, and the path to greatness starts right here on Chasing Unleashed. Until next time, keep chasing those dreams, and of course, keep chasing Unleashed.